This is Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio. We're doing a little series here on the station called How Was Your Decade? This one kicks off with Sleuth. She's here to talk about some pretty interesting moments in this past decade as we head into 2020, which is always exciting. Hey, Sleuth, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. Can you believe 2020? It's a new decade. You know, I'm mostly excited this time of year for the turn of a new year, right? Because it's like this moment where I get to think more often and set goals and just think about what I want to accomplish and review what I've already accomplished. And and I'm always you know, pretty excited about it. How do you feel about a turn of a new year? Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same, although um, I'm probably, I don't know, my, my new year preparation sort of began maybe six, seven weeks ago rather mm-hmm. than sort of culminating tonight because um, I, I guess because in Australia it's it's summer and so festival season kicks off sort of mid-November um, and goes all the way through to New Year's and then um, where we live it's, it's hot until sort of March, April. So... There's loads and loads of gigs and, and yeah, so that was my, my focus for what I wanted to achieve musically for the decade is kind of all happening just prior to the turn of the, to, to the, turn of the decade. So Interesting. Yeah. I know. So I'm, I'm, doing... I have that sort of feeling of, um, of um, hype and anticipation of it, but I'm sort of you're in it. it you are in it. Seriously, you've been doing so well. And congratulations on the launch of this, this new work. I think you've done a great job. And I love that you, you see, I mean, you seem to have pushed outside your comfort zone in what you've been releasing. Yeah, I, I guess that's probably a, a character trait of mine, really. I don't really have any limits to anything I'm not a no person so when someone gives me a a collab opportunity or something like that um I I tend to have a go at it at least um at first um and usually usually I can be inspired by whatever comes my way so it, it really doesn't limit itself to a genre I've been really lucky that I've had um I've had some EDM producers from Adelaide like very different styles. Some are sort of like really happy house music um, and pop, um, and then some are more R and B, hip hop style as well. Um, those I've had lots of contacts from really different styles of producers um, to work with, um, and and as well as that, I'm writing my own stuff, which is kind of a bit more. It's a little bit darker, um, but still heavily electronic now, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah so it is exciting. To not limit myself to a genre. <laughs> no, right? No, why not? I mean, if you mm. have things that you you've always wanted to do and you're interested in, I mean, mm. I always say go with the flow, right? Because it, you can't. It's like forcing anybody to do a project that they don't feel it's the worst thing in the world. And the same thing happens <laughs> with genres. You can't produce something you're not feeling and we all kind of move through genres these days i actually think this next decade is going to be least about genres of music and more about discovery of music yeah there's some really exciting things even just in australian music happening um 
that are crossing genres, um, especially in the pop scene. Pop used to be really, you know, just four chords, basic doof-doof sort of beat behind it um, and, and a couple of tinkly synth sounds and and vocal layering. And now it's it, there's all sorts of really, really cool um, experimentations going on with, with um, polyrhythms and... and textural sounds like it's almost like i mean to to reference back in the 90s like i'm a huge nine inch nails fan it's almost like nine inch nails has entered the pop realm yeah i love them too they're great um yeah because yeah well that sort of um percussive element is is really being um i don't know especially in the australian pop scene like you've got you've got djs and and producers and writers like flume Mm-hmm. that are just producing so many different styles of, of electro music, which is really cool. It um, is, right? Really it's changed. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it is very um, strange how it's changed because in the beginning, DJ music was not really hard to come across, you know, that no. pretty much anybody could no. produce it because it was really simple and it had like this basic beat mm. that everything mm. landed on. And then... We just yeah. kind of like melted and shaped and, and now I get, I get, I receive all kinds of stuff. And what you've been doing certainly mm. is not simple. It's very complex and, and I love it. I think, I think you've managed to melt in some commercial feel into a really like different sound, you know, kind of pulled a, a few things that, of your favorites into it and a few things that are unexpected mm. into it. So I'm, I've been really happy with yeah. what you produced. Yeah, there's um, the stuff for the next album I think will be even more like that, um, which I'm really excited about. I've already finished it. Oh, my um, gosh, I, I can't believe it. I studio recorded. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, I, right. um, I have literally, I was counting up how many songs I've registered with APRA, which is at the Australian Performing Rights Association. Um, the And I registered in 2019... 28 songs oh my gosh <laughs> wow um, and talk which, about a decade is like all happening in one year, I know. <laughs> well, that's one year. <laughs> right um and then yeah and I think um 20 of those songs were released which is or maybe maybe not 20 I think it was 18 or 19 of those songs were released which is fabulous really exciting so, yeah, yeah so fabulous well I, it's been really great mm. working with you and I'm so glad we were part of your release dates and and everything that's been going yeah, on it's been absolutely. so much fun it's been a great help <laughs> yeah Who do you it's think? definitely helped with um launching um locally as well oh it's that's wonderful having the Wonderful. Having the stats to accompany it. Yeah, yeah, right. The um, okay, so oh. let's spin through some of these questions for how was your decade, sure. and let's see what your answers are. I'm like excited to go through them. <laughs> All right, the artist who had the best decade to you was. Oh, um, that's a really hard question too. It is um, right. I I probably am just going with um, even just the last year of that decade because. It, it was such an exponential rise. Um, yeah. There's an Australian artist called Tones and I who I follow very closely because I do a lot of double synth um, loop work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much how I perform live and that's what she does. Um, and her songs, um, she, she went from being a busker on the streets of Byron Bay um, in June this year to being a global star. Wow. Um, 
and has has smashed records left, right, and center all over the world. Um, for, wow! Like having the number one song, and it's it's only been this last year. Someone I'm so going to have to I go look say, up. And I haven't. Yeah, Tony's <laughs> yeah. Night for sure, definitely. Crazy, oh, she's amazing. I'm um, always amazed. And the other thing that really so um, cool. excited me about her was not only was she very firmly in the sort of pop realm, she doesn't fit the stereotype of what a pop star looks like anymore Mm -hmm. so that was really encouraging to me because obviously like I'm a mum of three kids I don't have the body of a 15 year old girl anymore (laughs) um and it just like and not only that my audience what what I write for is not um the teen pop consumer culture um I write sort of much more um uh, there's a, there's a not to not to blow my own trumpet here, but I guess the the emotions that I'm sort of going through in my lyrics and and the journeys in life are, are much more adult, I guess, um, and they're they're a lot more open to talking about things like pain in a in a oh, in a in an adult way, I guess, you know, in a retrospective way. It's not so not so much um, the emo pop. I feel sad and everything's bad kind of simplisticness it's um it looks at the the deeper psychology behind it I guess a lot of the time um and so that by nature gives me an audience typically that's a bit older particularly women um I think I resonate a lot more with them um because of who I am and where I'm at like being a mum of three kids very cool yeah Um, I could see that yeah amazing isn't it yeah so um Tones and I while she's in the pop culture, very firmly, um, she doesn't fit the t- the typical image of and a that pop resonates star. with you. And oh, uh, well, it re- it's resonated with the whole world, which is yeah. so encouraging. Oh, it um, is because we got uh, like it was it it's like proves. finally this is about the music and the yeah. merit of the song, and, and it not proves. About the image. I mean, it seriously proves yeah. that the world is not as interested <clears throat> in. Um, a flashy image as they are in authenticity. Yeah, authenticity absolutely. really is leading yeah. the way. That's a great example of it. Yeah, well, she's she's pretty much the epitome of authenticity for me. I, I was really excited to see her get like glorified fandom yeah for sure right I know Um, it's awesome it's awesome to see somebody Mm. from the start too that always sticks in my mind is when I have been Mm. on board since the beginning then then the 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 story lays out so well and you kind of really understand you know how what it took Mm. to get there and how you can replicate that situation you know what I mean because it's really clear it really happens that way who is your least favorite in the decade of music, like what was the least favorite trend in music this decade? Oh, uh, it would be rap. Um, <laughs> Why? I I love. I actually am a big fan of rap. I love um, like 90s rap. And, and, and 90s rap. Yeah. Yeah, 90s rap. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the best um, era. I love. Well, I love. I love that because it's got. Um, Particularly, atmosphere has a, it's so much funk element to what he does, um, but really, really clever lyrically, um, and that the poetry and the the nuance of what they're writing is so crafted. Um, and I just find that a lot of what is getting put out, particularly particularly people that um, I'm now associating with on um, 
on platforms like Twitter and and Instagram and that sort of thing to to share my Spotify platform with. Um, I'm just finding that there's a lot of rubbish out there as well. <laughs> there's some really good stuff, and and yeah. you sort of latch onto that when you get it because it's gold, right? Um, Doesn't that just show you, right? Of, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff that's just all about wearing dollar signs around your neck and smoking yeah. and and just the the flashy cars and the, and the big butted girls twerking on on screen. <laughs> just like, oh, just like everybody else. I can't I'm even really, tell you. You know what truly offends me? Here. I hate to say it, but like on Instagram, when I'm following too many people that I'm not like I'm not really clear on. Mm. They tend to yeah. like launch pictures like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just not another one, please. And I'll like unfollow yeah. them. And then I have to double check that they're not a client. <laughs> and if they're a client, I've got to go tell yeah. them, you know, like, hey, will you stop? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Well, it always disappoints me because it's like there was, um, and, I, and I'm really encouraged. I, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning him because he, he could certainly use a, a platform boost as well. He's doing really well now that he's got. Um, good um agents behind him but um initially there was a a a young artist called young dapper from western australia Mm -hmm. um who i was who i was sort of when i when i started kicking off my spotify platform he came up and in my instagram i've never met him or anything but we, we were sort of sharing festival pictures at the same time and and we obviously hashtagged similar things so we were coming up in each other's feed and and I followed him he followed me and then it was um he started sharing music and he's really really talented and he's got a great um energy on stage as well I have seen some clips of him playing live in clubs in western Australia and um for for a few months there he sort of (laughs) he was sort of putting out images that were the whole gangster flashy cars big wafts of smoke coming out of his mouth and like that that sort of look at me I'm a I'm a gangster rapper um image and he and I I sort of got a bit disappointed for a little while and then all of a sudden he got he got some representation and some guidance obviously from these guys um called tribe change over there um and I've sort of made contact with them as well because I, I looked at it and I went yes like that's really good steering from them um, and they sort of took him under his wing, uh, under their wing, and um, he's now cleaned. Like he's 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 got a. Um, I think he did a film clip recently with a a bridal magazine model um, designer as well called Rachel Rose, and it was just really classy. It 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 really shifted from being the the sort of street ghetto um, look, which. I, I guess works for some people, but it was very. It kind of didn't really ring as authentic for him, mm-hmm. and now he's like this surfy guy in a in a really clean suit with yeah. like pristine beaches behind him and models around him. And you're looking at him going, "Yeah, that's actually much more your image. <laughs> like, this works for you." So obviously, they yeah. Love it. So that was really encouraging to sort of. See, I wonder see if more people. And, and I took a lesson from afar from it. Yeah, so, you do, don't you? Sorry. Like I said before, yeah. when when you watch these things and you, you're really observant, you do learn so much. Um, you really do. I wonder if more people are going to go for that kind of like more modern image in 2020. You know, it feels like that. It feels um, like one of those years that you'd want to update your situation. 
Yeah, I think even my even the taste that my kids have in um, in music is is teaching me about that. I mean, you look at you look at um, producers like Marshmello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. He, he was so clever with his um, branding. I know. And his whole look at me, I'm wearing a mask and I don't have an identity thing. I read um, I somewhere. I this in a previous. Um, maybe you would well, have read yeah. this. Did you, re- did you read about him in an article? Because I, I thought I read somewhere or saw a headline that he actually did not feel comfortable on stage as himself. And that's where the mask came from. And it just took off you know it's mm. like if you don't feel comfortable with your own face and put on another face <laughs> is that oh, okay. is that true well, I don't know I haven't I haven't read that but my husband and I were discussing um his cleverness in having the mask because right? what that actually does like if you don't know who's under the mask mm-hmm. it it destroys any sort of cultural boundary that you might put so true. Him. So yeah. he's not black. He's not Asian. He's, he's nothing, not white, right? He's yeah. Not Nazi. He's not. You yeah. Know, like there's, it. It just is. It just dissolves any sort of um, preconception that anyone might have about who this person is, and he becomes the ultimate humanitarian because of it. Um, and so his songs that he writes about, you know, like I'm so alone, I try to find my way back home to you, like that becomes a, a universal emotion. So he pretty much is cornering every single niche of the market with um with what he's singing. So it's really it's a really clever branding to have because he doesn't isolate anyone. I totally it. agree. Um, yeah. It's a great yeah, take. So That's that, a good conversation yeah. right there for sure. That's neat. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's great that you and your husband can talk that. about things like that. That's really neat. Ah, uh, my husband's awesome. Yeah, he, you're he lucky. He just turned 40 yesterday. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so he's a bit Happy birthday. Age, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, well, finally, I want to know um, what is your biggest hope for 2020? Now that you've got this under your belt and you're, you're launching music, you've got your direction, you're really, you know, you're, you're, you're killing it already. Oh, so, what's 2020 look like for you? Just to, um, just to keep going, really. Um, and also, I think in our last conversation, we talked about the balance and how it's really hard to keep. Yeah. Um, so I think now that the music has got a little bit of momentum, like I'm actually really excited. I've started booking my 2020 summer tour already. Um, so that's like kicking, well, spring, summer, really. Awesome. So Where are you I'm going? Having a break in the middle of the year. Uh, well, I'm still I'm still staying in Australia, but um, sort of regional, much more regional. So I might try and um, do some gigs on the far edges of the state. Like I'm I'm very far southwest Victoria, mm-hmm. um, so I might try and um, go as far east as I possibly can in Victoria, and as far north as well. So fun, um, yeah. Just meet yeah, some people yeah, and just so, experience the music firsthand, and yeah, yeah, you learn a hell of a lot. Being you on do, tour as sure. Well, and setting up gear and and what works for different audiences and mm-hmm. what sets to play and and how to tell your story more articulately each time and fabulous. And yeah, it's it's a really it's a really um, steep learning curve when you're on tour. So I'm excited about that, and I'm also. Um, really excited that some of those gigs are much more um publicized locally for us um so there's a series called 
um, Terang Live and Ararat Live. And they actually get some um, fairly serious artists come through. Like at least when I say serious, like serious within the, the local scene. So they're they're sort of on the Australian circuit, at least. Um, so yeah, they've they've come through on those gigs, and I've I've managed to book some dates on there, which is nice. Oh, that's um, so exciting! So yeah, that's yeah, really exciting. Yeah. And I'm and I'm already sort of planning the launch of the next album when I finally get it in studio. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh! I can't yeah. wait. I hope I get to hear it first. I want to hear everything. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep launching through you guys because yeah, it's been it's been so successful so far. Yeah, um, it's yeah. done really well. I'm excited. Well, you uh-huh. have an awesome rest of your night. Thank you so much for joining me on How Is Your Decade. We're gonna be oh, just good. bringing Thank in you. 2020 so well. But you know, I want you to introduce your EP because we're gonna be playing your um, three tracks here, right here today, so people can listen to them. Oh, awesome! Okay, so um, just to give a bit of a summary about the EP, it's called Alter Ego, uh, and it is a, a psychological exploration for my personal journey. So, um, in musical terms, so. That's a bit of musical polywaffle for you. Um, Reach You is a uh, futuristic style drum and bass track um, with quite a few trance elements. Um, it talks about the basic need for human connection and idealistically it kind of um, paints a picture of what I believe heaven to be like one day where there is no miscommunication, um, no no debate or, or anything. We just understand each other on a cellular level um, and there is no distance between us. There is um, Humanity is, is just in sync finally. Um, so that's Reach You. Um, it's all about connection. We Could Be Art um, was included on the EP. Uh, I wrote it when I was waiting for my debut album to arrive in the mail. Um, I was waiting on a courier and I was just in agony I was lying on my bed just writhing with impatience um and I just I got really cross with myself and um thought like why am I such a a child about this like it's not going to help the the drive is not going to get here faster with me just being paralyzed with impatience here and out of this and out of it I wrote um I wrote some music um, and some lyrics for it um, and I had a, a friend help me. Um, we sort of blended it with one of his electronica um, pieces and from there We Could Be Art was born. It's sort of a, it's a, it's a very romantic sort of song um, which sort of talks about how we become, like we turn ourselves into subjects for someone. Um, rather than actually sort of live in our own space and exert our own power and and determine our own direction. When we fall in love, we become subjective to someone and we become paralysed and pinned up on a wall and we wait for them to illuminate us and and it just... So that's what that song references. Um, And the final song is another stage of ego development, which I kind of have been through particularly poignantly the last two years um the wolf is a song that i wrote um because i was pretty pissed off basically um i had all these people telling me that i couldn't do something and i was just like well you know what watch me i'm gonna do it um 
and it was inspired. I got given some some hard style music uh, by a friend, and they basically told me that it'd be too full on for me to write to. <laughs> and I just went, okay, no worries, give it to me. And then fifteen <laughs> minutes later, I had I had the first verse, and um, it was interesting because I then lost my voice for about a week. I have I have um, where we live. There's a lot of allergies going around um, with pollen and wood chips dust and everything. And I lost my voice for a week, so I went away to Melbourne and I just experimented on it for a while. And then I came back and got my voice back and wrote the song. And, yeah, that was uh, – it was interesting because I, I – um, it, it talks about it from two angles, the, the need to just prove people wrong and be right and win um, as a – like on one level it's a good thing because you achieve a lot and then on the other level it's um, it isolates you because people people listen and people look at you and go, you know, exactly where you're going, you know, exactly what you want, no one's going to get in your way, like that's great. But it often intimidates people as well. So um, that song it has a – it's a double-edged sword really um, – I, I tend to think of it as a good thing more than a bad thing. I think that's because <laughs> I guess I'm more I'm more aggressive in I'm going for what I want. But yeah, so that's what that song's about, um, and it sort of dwells a little bit on the um, the idea of isolation and how success can um, can isolate people. Awesome. Um, and and yeah, being defiant about it. So that is the wolf. Um, and yeah, that's that's probably uh, the more um, upbeat of all the songs. It's hard style um, EDM, which is great. All three <laughs> available on Spotify. Correct. <laughs> yeah.
the first single from the upcoming E-Cat by E-Cat Bork, a poem on obsession. That's right, obsession with the virtual world, the product of corporate imaginations in place of our own. Ooh, who hasn't got that on the mind? Especially as we moved into 2020, this artist is talking about it in a major way. Shamania is a plea to the world to step away from your smartphone, your tablets, and your Xboxes. Leave your popcorn life in the grand illusion of things and step into reality in this next little bit of decade. That we're going into 2020. This is Ecat Bork with Shamania. rock band fans Perusa has a new incredible single out it's called memory memory is a song that perfectly encapsulates their sound with varied influences from metal and soul this band just pulls it together so well and they have a huge range of influences that they never apologize for wearing on their sleeve enjoy the single and catch it on spotify Hey there you guys, got a great band for you out of Chicago, alternative rock band Releaser has a terrific new song that I love. It's called Crash Burn Incinerate from their latest release titled Retox. Go check it out. It's on Spotify right now and we're playing it all over AVA Live Radio. (laughs) 